Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Nutrisci, Nutrition is Science. I'm your host, Ethan Chen. Today we're going to be talking about how a cholesterol metabolite induces production of cancer-promoting vesicles. Scientists studying the link between cholesterol and breast cancer report that a byproduct of cholesterol metabolism causes some cells to send out cancer-promoting signals to other cells. These signals are packaged in membrane-bound compartments called extracellular vesicles. So this article is titled, The Cholesterol Metabolite 27-Hydroxycholesterol Increases the Secretion of Extracellular Vesicles Which Promote Breast Cancer Progression. This was published in the journal Endocrinology, uh, and as usual, I will be reading the abstract first, uh, but my interpretation of this study will be somewhat limited because, unfortunately, this article is not available to me in full length. Uh, apparently, I have to have an Oxford academic account or be a member of the Endocrine Society, uh, which I'm not. I did try signing in with my high school as an institution, just out of spite, uh, but obviously that didn't work. So just a heads up uh, today, we'll have to make do uh, with the abstract and some some outside sources. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll just do our best uh, here with what we've got. Uh, with that being said, I'll just go ahead and read the abstract right here, and we'll just continue from there. All right. Cholesterol has been implicated in the clinical progression of breast cancer, a disease that continues to be the most commonly diagnosed cancer in women. Previous work has identified the cholesterol metabolite 27-hydroxycholesterol, 27-HC, as a major mediator of the effects of cholesterol on breast tumor growth and progression. 27-HC can act as an estrogen receptor, ER modulator, to promote the growth of tumors, and a liver X receptor, LXR ligand, in myeloid immune cells to establish an immune suppressive program. In fact, the metastatic properties of 27-HC require the presence of myeloid cells, with neutrophils, PN, P, excuse me, PMNs, being essential for the increase in lung metastasis in murine models. In an effort to further elucidate the mechanisms by which 27-HC alters breast cancer progression, we made the striking finding that 27-HC promoted the secretion of extracellular vesicles, EVs, a diverse assortment of membrane-bound particles that include exosomes. The resulting EVs had a size distribution that was skewed slightly larger compared to EVs generated by treating cells with vehicle. The increase in EV secretion and size was consistent across three different subtypes, primary murine PMNs, RAW264.7 monocytic cells, and 4T1 murine mammary cancer cells. Label-free analysis of 27-HCEVs indicated that they had a different metabolite composition to those from vehicle-treated cells. Importantly, 27-HCEVs from primary PMNs promoted tumor growth and metastasis in two different synergetic models 
demonstrating the potential role of 27-HC-induced EVs in the progression of breast cancer. EVs from PMNs were taken up by cancer cells, macrophages, and PMNs, but not T-cells. Since EVs did not alter proliferation of cancer cells, it is likely that their pro-tumor effects are mediated through interactions with myeloid cells. Interestingly, RNA sequence analysis of tumors from 27-HC-EV treated mice did not display significant altered transcriptomes, suggesting that the effects of 27-HC-EVs occur early on in tumor establishment and growth. Future work will be required to elucidate the mechanisms by which 27-HC increases EV secretion and how these EVs promote breast cancer progression. Collectively, however, our data indicate that EV secretion and content can be regulated by a cholesterol metabolite, which may have detrimental effects in terms of disease progression, important findings given the prevalence of both breast cancer and hypercholesterolemia. All right, so as you can tell, a lot to unpack here. First, let's get to know the vesicle organelle a little better. Uh, you know, this is uh, something perhaps I'm sure many of us have already learned at one point or another, probably in some high school science class, biology class, but it's going to be crucial to understand what vesicles are and how they operate to understand how they would relate to cancer under the context of this study. So vesicles are found in all eukaryotic cells as part of the endomembrane system. And they perform an essential task, or they perform several tasks, but primarily the transporting of materials throughout the cell, uh, similar to shipping boxes in a factory. Vesicles are sort of like small spheres of the lipid bilayer membrane, if you will. So like hydrophilic heads on the outside and hydrophobic tails uh, contained between them that surround a substance in an aqueous solution and allows it to go places uh, wherever, wherever it's needed. Okay, so that's all well and good. But now, what do vesicles have to do with breast cancer? I'm going to read a part of an article from Oncology Times, uh, the communication of extracellular vesicles in breast cancer progression, uh, which I think encompasses this topic very well. Breast cancer, a malignant tumor originating from mammary epithelial tissue, is the predominant form of cancer in women and the second leading cause of female cancer death worldwide. Despite an increased rate of early detection of the disease and improvement in the clinical management of patients, the number of women who die from this disease still remains very high due to tumor dissemination, metastasis, and relapse after initial successful therapy. Accumulating evidence has suggested that cell-to-cell -cell communication between cancer cells and the tumor microenvironment represents a key driver in tumor progression, but how this crosstalk is regulated is largely unknown. A tumor is surrounded and infiltrated by different cell types, i.e. immune cells, tumor stroma, blood vessels, and epithelial cells, which together contribute to the formation of the tumor microenvironment. The tumor microenvironment is regulated and shaped by the cancer cells and contributes to tumor progression and metastatic cascade. In this scenario, trying to understand how these cells communicate with each other is becoming more and more important, and extracellular vesicles, EVs, have obtained growing attention since they appeared an essential player in the initiation, progression, 
and metastatic processes in breast cancer. EVs are naturally, naturally released membrane vesicles that can exert broad biological functions and influence the microenvironment via transfer of bioactive molecules and genetic information to neighboring cells, as well as distant sites. EVs have been implicated in several physiological and pathological processes, such as inflammation, immune disorders, neurological diseases, and cancer. Although EVs are produced by all cell types under physiological conditions, their production is strongly increased in cancer cells. Tumor EVs have been implicated in several tumorigenic functions, including the dissemination of cancer cells to distant sites. Accordingly, recent evidence has highlighted how tumor-derived EVs contribute to multiple steps in the metastatic cascade. Hypoxia, a reduction in the normal oxygen level in the tissue, is a hallmark of malignancy and is considered a nearly universal driver of tumor progression and metastasis, including in breast cancer. Recent findings have also demonstrated that tumor cells produce a higher number of EVs under hypoxic conditions and that hypoxic stress affects EV content and function. So to recap, um, because I know I've sort of been straight reading a lot more uh, than normal, uh, extracellular vesicles play an important role in normal physiology but they also have been implicated before in cancer biology. Specifically, the issue has to do with the regulation of the vesicles and how the communication between cells really depends on their proper functioning. Uh, earlier studies, for instance, have found that 27-hydroxycholesterol, a byproduct of cholesterol metabolism that we discussed, uh, promotes tumor growth by binding to estrogen receptors on various tissues, spurring estrogen-responsive cancer cells to proliferate and grow. The researchers also discovered that 27-HC suppresses immune function. And to understand more precisely how 27-HC acts on cells, uh, in this new study, uh, researchers exposed several types of cells to the metabolite, including immune cells known as polymorphonuclear neutrophils, a type of white blood cell. Treatment with 27-hydroxycholesterol on these neutrophils resulted in a sort of uh, crude, uh, intense overproduction of extracellular vesicles that contained a unique collection of signaling molecules. And when injected into mouse models of mammary cancer, these vesicles promoted both breast tumor growth and breast cancer metastasis. This is an important study because it establishes that a hormone or a metabolite can regulate these extracellular vesicles. Understanding how this system works might prove to be therapeutically useful. Uh, specifically, researchers do believe that the discovery could lead to the development of new anti-cancer therapies. The last thing that I'll mention is what many of you are probably thinking, which is how this uh, specifically relates to nutrition. Obviously, the concept of cholesterol and its impact on disease is, has always been a hot topic in the field of nutrition research, but this, is, this instance is not you know, like a clinical trial or anything you know, where, you know, you, for example, they have people eating higher amounts of cholesterol or having higher cholesterol foods and then looking at a cancer indicators. Okay, it's obviously uh, nothing like that. Um, it was more of a, a specific, uh, very specific experiment that looked at specific molecules 
and uh, very biochemically uh, involved, I think. But I was still interested uh, in whether or not these findings might relate to, say, dietary cholesterol. And so, uh, for instance, a 2017 study showed that a high cholesterol diet increases 27-hydroxy cholesterol and modifies estrogen receptor expression, both of which we covered, uh, and neurodegeneration in rabbit hippocampus. So, you know, it, this was also an animal model, but it was more specific um, to the idea of dietary cholesterol uh, when we think of uh, this 27-hydroxy cholesterol. And there are other similar studies that also support these findings, um, but uh, none that I'm aware of in terms of uh, human clinical trials or, or anything like that. So, you know, really at this point, it's not clear as to whether we can confidently associate dietary cholesterol with these results from 27-HC. Um, but regardless, uh, reducing the amount of cholesterol you consume from food uh, is likely still better um, while increasing uh, your intake of dietary fiber from things like whole plant-based foods, uh, at least in terms of overall health. So that is uh, what I can deduce at this point for sure. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode of NutriSci, Nutrition is Science. I'm your host, Ethan Chen, and thank you for taking the time to listen in today. If there's a different study or article out there that you find interesting, please let me know in the comments or leave a review on NutriSciPodcast.com slash reviews, and I'll make sure to read up on that and bring it in for discussion. Also, if you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear them as well. Let's continue to talk about nutrition as a science. Until the next one.